0: Beep! You be almighty, God. You know.
1: Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom even in people of God. Please, I believe you are all doing well. to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, myself and my family, we are doing well. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, I want to welcome all of all hear me, please? All right, great, great, great. God, praise. I want to welcome all of you to the School of Spiritual Mysteries. Hallelujah. And in this school, we learn everything in the spiritual world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, um, I think we started this school and then uh, due to some busy schedules, we couldn't continue. Alright, can you all hear me please? Alright, great, great, so I, I want to welcome all of you to the School of Spiritual Mysteries. Here we go deep into spiritual matters and we learn a lot of things in the spiritual world. Hallelujah. And. Uh, The Holy Spirit, who is actually the custodian of all spiritual things, will grant us grace and understanding into all these things. Hallelujah. It's good that you are here, because I believe strongly that the Lord wants to give you a deeper understanding on how things actually happen, even in the world of spirits, and the Lord will grant us grace too even have more understanding into that. Hallelujah. Alright, let's take a quick prayer before we move on. Blessed Father, we give you glory, we give you the honor. We thank you for such an awesome time like this in your presence. We exalt you. Your children have come before your everlasting throne. We pray that your light will shine upon us. Grant us the grace even to understand your word. Even into the depth that you have ordained for us to swim into. We pray for divine grace in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your word is already anointed, we open our hearts and we seek wisdom, knowledge, and understanding even from your spirit. In Jesus' precious, mighty name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, that's great, that's great. I want to welcome all of you. My son, the royal dacet praise is here. God bless you, son. It's been a long time. We've really missed you. Wow. We thank God for your life. The pastor, George Imprim. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. All right. We thank God. My son, apostle David, the prophet of God, is here. God bless you, son. May the hand of the Lord continually rest upon you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, my daughter Van Elsie, the Lord bless you and increase you in all the anointings, in the giftings, and the mandates, even in Jesus' precious mighty name. And the Lord bless all of you, including myself, hallelujah, I think we keep blessing you and we don't bless ourselves, but this time around, you not too soon, hallelujah. Alright, we give God praise even for his mercies. Hallelujah. Okay, let's start from this point. Is there anybody here with any question with regards to the world of spirit? Or let me see the spiritual world. If there is any question you have with regards to the spiritual world, you can feel free and ask. If there is any question you have concerning the spiritual world, you can feel free and ask. Any question? Hey! No question! Okay. If is asking, Daddy, please shalom. Please, how do. You? Okay, one builds his or spiritual eyes to get them open. This is, is solely the work of the Holy Ghost. The only thing I can tell you to do is to pray fast. Fast and pray. These two things can really open your eyes faster than anything. The more you fast and pray and also expect to see something, especially if you have been gifted with that kind of gift it is easy are you getting it anybody that will tell you if you want your eyes to be open go and eat egg because egg looks like the human eye that is why they say is a lie there is nothing like that are you listening to me So the opening of the eyes of men is actually the work of the Holy Spirit. All you need to do is to just partner with Him so that 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 assignment can be fulfilled. Are you getting it? Because you see, it is not just the opening of the eyes that matters. Because there are many realms of the Spirit. Many realms of the Spirit. And all these realms of the spirit have beings that dwell in them so anytime your eyes are opened they are first opened into a realm are you getting it that is why a prophet will say in the realm of the spirit now when a prophet says that is actually seen from a particular realm and that realm the spirit that opened the eyes of that prophet will determine the realm that the prophet will see. If it is the Holy Ghost, then it will be the realm of the Holy Ghost that the prophet will be able to see. I'm saying this because it is not only Godly prophets who can see visions. There are many people who can also see visions and tell deep things but they don't, it is not by the Holy Ghost. So you should understand that what they might be seeing is very different from what the one that the Holy Ghost has opened his eyes will also see. Are you getting it? Because our eyes are being opened by two different spirits. These spirits also have their dwelling place. So definitely whenever your eyes are opened by a spirit, it is in the realm of that particular spirit that you will see. So we shouldn't forget that. Are you getting it? Alright, great. Okay, Venice Daddy, please do witches know when you meet up in the story especially in dreams. Like they are aware you know. Especially when they are familiar people or it's actually on their blind side. There are two dimensions of that. There are two dimensions of that we have the one that they do not know because in dreams there are many symbolisms are you getting it we have a normal dream that in that normal dream that mostly we dream about you can even see a friend the friend can talk to you you can also talk to that friend in the dream but then when you wake up and you call the person that ah when we met in the dream you remember what we talked about—the person we see be met in a certain dream. But which dream is that? Are you getting it? That should actually tell you that that kind of dream is a dream that is surrounding what we call symbolisms. It might act—the thing you are seeing might actually be about the person, but it is not necessarily the soul of the person that you saw, but just a dimension that God allowed you to see concerning the person. And then there is what we call lucid dream. Lucid dream. Now, in that dream, when you meet your friend in the dream, you are aware that you are talking to your friend. Your friend at that same time is also aware that you are talking to him or her. So even when you wake up and you meet physically, both of you will recall what you actually saw in the dream. Because at that moment, there is what you call the projection the projection—that's what witches use. It's called lucid dream. They will sleep as if they are dreaming, but then everything they are doing, they are fully aware of it. In fact, they control whatever they do in the dream. Are you getting it? So there are two dimensions of these things: that times that the witches are aware, that times they are not. So we should take note of that. Great. Okay, so How would one distinguish between imaginary vision and a real vision from God? Now, you need to understand, I've, I think I've been sharing this. When it is an imaginary vision, you are, your mind works on it. As in, you control what you are seeing with your mind. But then you get to a point where, when it is the Holy Ghost that is in charge, you have little rulership with your mind over what you actually see. Are you getting it? So it is possible to start seeing visions by your own imagination and later the Holy Ghost will lay hands on on it and the whole thing will just switch from being just an imagination to real visions. But even though some of your imaginations are also very powerful because they also come to pass, that is why you need not to think that your imagination is evil. It's only when you keep giving your imagination to negative things, and you keep imagining negative things, that it might not be profitable to you. And then there is what you call sanctified imagination. Where a man's imagination is sanctified in such a way that whatever he imagines is actually a spiritual reality that can come to pass. Are you getting it? good so basically that is it okay somebody said that please that can i'm not i'm not getting the question well are you trying to ask please what type of prophet was prophet elijah is that the question you are trying to ask So please come again. I want to understand the question. And when you say what type, you need to also be specific so that I can also give a specific answer. Because your question is very broad. And if I want to touch on it, I will, I will talk about plenty of things and it will take much more of our time. So kindly be specific for me so that I can also be specific with the answer. God bless you. Okay. So Alfred said, Man of God, I learned things easily change in the realms of the spirit. Can you highlight on these dynamics of change in the spirit? How can we make sure good things in our lives that are in line with God's will don't change? How can we keep guard of them till it is fulfilled in our lives? That's a beautiful question. But then when you say things change in the spirit, it is a broad statement you you have made. And it is not entirely true. Because when you say spirit realm, you are not just talking about one small place like Ghana. Are you getting it? That is what there are realms of the spirit. Realms. There are plenty, zillions, uncountable realms of the spirit. So it is dependent on where the matter is that the change can occur. Because there are certain realms, when God speaks from that realm, things don't change. Especially the higher realm where the throne of God is. When God speaks from that dimension and says, this should happen, there is nothing that can change it. But then it is also based on the dimension where that thing is going to be made manifest. Are you getting it? It is because... When we are looking, understanding at the dimension where the throne of God is, it moves down in many heavens. You have to come down in many heavens before you start entering into the planetary space and a whole lot of dimensions. Before you come close to the what we call the spiritual world, then you come down into the realm that we call the causal then you come down to the ethereal you come down to the mental you come to the astral before you even come to the earth plane where we are are you getting it? this is I think I need to take all of you into the, those realms so that you can really understand how things because you see many of you get confused when you hear the realm of the spirit you think the spirit realm is like one room where the prophet is no 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 you need to understand most of the that is why most of the times the prophetic that we give most of the time we are actually seeing all these things in the realm of the holy spirit because there is a difference between the holy ghost and the spiritual realm don't forget it even though he's the custodian of the whole world of spirit but then those realms are, are different from him that is why somebody else can see something in a vision concerning you and it will not be by the Holy Ghost so where did the person see that thing from it was in a certain realm of the spirit are you getting it so we need to understand these things are you all following please good so what you need to understand is that when things are very close to the earth hmm, let's say there is something concerning your wealth and it is close to manifestation when we say it is close to manifestation What I'm trying to let you understand is that it is close to the realm of the earth where we dwell. Now, the closest realm to the realm of the earth is what we call the astral realm. Now, in that astral realm, whenever something God has spoken concerning your life is about to be made manifest, it first reflects in a dimension of you in the astral realm. Because as you are sitting here right now, you have an astral body. You just can't see it. And when we speak of your, when we speak of the word astral, we are talking about what has to do with stars. Are you getting it? What has to do with stars? And we all know it is according to the stars, the moon, and the sun that we got date. Yes. Day and all those kind of things so if you have a date of death then there is something you have called a star now that star is not necessarily something that is hiding somewhere in the sky it is a body that is already in you so when you say somebody is gazing into your star it does not necessarily mean that the person has entered into the space to go and look for your star over there. No, 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 no. You have a star already in you. And it is in a body form. It is called your astral body. Most of the times, that is the part of you you see in your dreams. Mostly that part you see in your dream is called your astral body. It is that part that speaks of your star. And when we speak of your star, according to the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, the word of the Lord said, the sun, the moon, and the stars were made for days. They were made for years. They were made for months. So anything that will happen to you in all the days of your life, it is actually recorded in your astral body. When it is about to be made manifest, it will show up clearly in the astral body. Now, you don't see the astral body, but any being. Now, that astral body lives in a certain realm called the astral realm that realm too is around you because that is where your astral body is that is why a human being is a complex being if you really want to understand the spiritual anatomy of man there will be a serious confusion are you getting it because you are in plenty dimensions put together as one Plenty dimensions. Are, are you getting it? So whenever something is very close to manifesting in the physical world, it is mostly in the astral world. And in the astral world, that is where things can change if you don't do serious things. That is why prayer can change something in that realm. And prayer transcends all those realms that are close to you. Prayer will take you straight into the realms of God. Are you getting it? So we need to understand all these things. In fact, there are times that the prophet will see that somebody is going to be a president, maybe of a certain mission, And the prophet will tell the person. But then, the opposition, the opposition party the one who is standing in a position to this precedent, who has been prophesied upon, can go and you know make sacrifices that can cause a change in the spiritual world. Because when it comes to the astral world, sacrifices are very, very, very important. Now the same thing even happened to the children of Israel when they went to God, and God said, "Go, you have you have received the victory." the prophet of God prophesied and he told them that they have already been victorious and they went for the war. But then, whilst the battle was going on, the king of Moab took his son and he he struck the guy on the wall. And the head of the guy just got busted. And blood was just spilling on the wall like that. His only son would have been an heir to his throne. He killed him and the moment he did that there was a serious indignation against the children of Israel. Didn't the prophet prophesy that they will win the battle? Yes, he did. Did he see it? Yes, he saw it. So why is it that they did not win? Because somebody offered a higher sacrifice and it caused a shift because a sacrifice is an energy and whatever is already waiting in the realms. To be made manifest is also in an energy form. And any higher energy can move it to its side. So that is what mostly happens. Are you getting it? Great. Okay, let me go up and answer. All right. Esther said, Daddy, please, I want to ask, was Christ perfect when he was on earth before his death? When we speak of perfect, you need to understand the word perfect well. Because there are many people who confuse themselves with the word perfect. In God, when we say perfect, perfect is talking about the body. Are you getting it? When we speak of perfect, it is not about sin at all. People say we are all not perfect. We, we sin some way, somehow. You are wrong, totally wrong. When you come to Christ and the things of God. Perfection has nothing to do with sin. That is in God. So you need to first define your your word, that word perfect. Which perfect are you talking about so that I can help you with the answer? Are you getting it? So please, let me, let, me, let me hear from you so that I can answer your question. Else, I'll move to another one. Okay. So, I have a lot of questions up there. So let me try and um, answer them. Okay. Alright, somebody said, Please, yesterday you said that every prophet has an assignment. And you used Prophet Udru as an example. So I want to know that of prophet Elijah. (laughs) If I want to talk, I'll talk about every prophet and what they carry. Hmm? And if I want to talk about Elijah, I think we will not finish. Because I cannot talk about something small about Elijah then I I will quit. No. Are you getting it? But let me say it this way. Because there are a whole lot of things I can say about Elijah. I don't know where to start it from. In fact, when you look at Elijah, do you want to know the emblem of Elijah, what he stands for? Or... You want to know his assignment, because the assignment of Elijah was plenty, even though there was a particular one. You want to know, oh, oh, I can't finish that, because that one is a whole message on its own. Because Elijah was actually standing for all the prophets in the Bible. When you look at what happened when jesus was about to die when moses and elijah appeared they were known as the two witnesses in the book of revelation moses was a representative of the law and elijah was a representative of the prophets so you see if i want to jesus said that he has come to fulfill the law and the prophets so he came to fulfill elijah and moses that's what jesus was trying to say and if one man is standing for all the prophets, how can I just talk about his assignment in five minutes? It's not possible. Are you getting it? Yes, if you understand what I'm talking about, you will know it is a very huge thing. I can write six books. Not less than 500 pages each on only that one. So you can imagine what I'm trying to say. Yes. And there are many things I know by the special grace of God about Elijah. That one alone, if I want to teach us, I think there were some times that I made mention of one of of the things that the Lord showed me. The main goal during the time of Elijah, for which Elijah was released to Israel, was to bring the people the heart of the Israelites from other gods and link it to God it was during the time where King Ahab was ruling, whose wife was Jezebel, that the Bible said he sold himself to do evil in the sight of God. He caused the Israelites to worship idols. It was in that period that God sent Elijah the prophet to go and release a strong warning against the king. So Elijah came so that he would draw the children of Israel from worshiping idols and to focus them on God. Are you getting it good so even when he died or let me see when he was taken to heaven you who know, like died what I what I'm seeing you let me let me see what you know even when he was taken to heaven by the chariot of fire the spirit the spirit of Elijah came again to fulfill the same mission that the body of Elijah in connect in connection with his spirit fulfilled. And that spirit of Elijah came in the form of John the Baptist. And his mission was the same way to draw the hearts of the children of Israel to God. But then that one alone, that assignment alone is very deep. There are many dimensions in that. Uh-huh, so I cannot go into all of that. All right. All right. We have a lot of questions. Okay, somebody said, please, is it possible for you to dream and others get to know of its content without you revealing it to them? It is unless God has revealed it to them. Or another spirit has revealed it to them. Because there are many times by the prophetic we even manifest it. Are you getting it? Yeah. When a prophet will tell you the dream you had when you have not told him. So how did he know? It is highly possible when the Holy Ghost is the one revealing or if it is another spirit. Are you getting it? Yes, it is possible. Okay. Alright, so Mr. Man of God, about the imaginations. If I keep it, imagining how rich I want to become, and what I would use the money for, does that mean anything evil? It is dependent on what you are imagining. If the thing is evil, then you are imagining evil. If it is good, it is good. you getting it imagination is a neutral let me see organ in your soul but then what you use your imagination to imagine determines its outcome imagination is not evil it is neutral we need to take note of this there are many neutral things in us that is dependent on what you yield it to that makes it evil. One of them is emotions. Every human being has emotions. But then there are some people, when they get angry, which we all know that anger is an emotion, when they get angry, they will kill. Just like a certain tycoon police shot Majua and killed Majwa Are you getting it looking at this scenario you could you could see that the man sat down to imagine what he was going to do so you see he actually purposed everything created the images in his mind and he played it exactly as you know everything was in his mind Are you getting it? So your imaginations are not evil. But then, what you yield it to. And many of us don't know that some of the things we do, we are rather yielding our imaginations to negative things. Especially, if you keep watching pornographic things, you will distort your imagination. When we even see a woman, the only thing you will see about her is that nakedness that you have been seeing. It will get to a point in time, you will not really see the value of a woman beyond nakedness. Because that is what pornography will do to your imagination. Whilst other people are looking at other women, imagining glorious things about them, imagining how they are going to shape these women to become great, you are there imagining the nakedness of the woman. Are you getting it? Can you all hear me, please? Alright, great. Great. I think somebody is asking a certain question here. Let me um, answer it. The person said, please, speaking about blood sacrifices. When a woman menstruates man, is she also doing any form of sacrifice? The answer is no. Apart from what science has said about menstruation of a woman, what is the spiritual meaning of menstruation? Does menstruation have any impact on a woman in the spiritual realm concerning the kind of life they would live? Not necessarily. But then, what I would let you know is that the menstrual blood is different from the blood that is flowing through your veins. Are you getting it? And in fact, I've already taught on this. The word menstruation actually means moon controlled blood. Any blood that is controlled by the moon. That is why its flow should be monthly. So the very moment you realize that the flow is not according to a specific monthly order, means there's a problem somewhere. Now, when you hear the word month, the word month actually means moon. One cycle of the moon. When the moon moves around the earth once, it is called one month. So this is just the basic thing you need to understand about um, menstruation. You are not making any sacrifice to any God. Because making a sacrifice is... About 99.9% an intentional thing. Are you getting it? There are spirits living in their realm of the spiritual world
0: who eat
1: or let me say they feed on menstrual blood. There are other spirits too. It is an abomination to them. So there are times that even way back. Any of you, please? i was saying there are certain spirits who live in their realm in the spiritual realm who feed on menstrual blood and there are certain spirits who hate menstrual blood it is an abomination to them are you getting it so Menstrual blood can be used as a sacrifice to a certain spirit, so you are you are feeding that spirit. But then there are certain spirits who don't like that. That is why some of these fetish spirits, mostly they say that a menstruating woman should not enter um, their temple. Are you getting Because they don't, they don't like these things. Some of them cry there. it is their, what we call, that which destroys their power. And you see, menstrual blood is very, very, very powerful because of its connection to the moon. It is very, very powerful. And also because of Something that is in it called the ovaries. That there are certain things that carry a certain dimension of life in the menstrual blood. Yeah, so we need to get that. So when you are menstruating, you are not making any sacrifice, but if you decide that you go to Ajagraja for money and take your own menstrual blood to Adjagraja so that they will do things for you, for you to get money, that's your own matter, uh, you are doing sacrifices, you are destroying your own soul. Someone said, Papa, can you fast during your period? Yes, why not? Anybody that tells you you cannot do anything when you are in your you cannot do any spiritual thing when you are um, in your period, that person doesn't understand scripture. You can fast, speak in tongues, do everything. In fact, when you are menstruating and you pray, <laughs> it is powerful. So you need to understand some of these things. It is not true. that some people who are still connected to the Old Testamental things. Leave those people alone. So you need to be very careful. I'm telling you, the of one by the time you realize, so you have to be very very careful. Follow the liberty that the Lord has given to us. Are getting it? Now let me give you a secret. When women are menstruating, something actually spiritual has happened to them that many of them don't know. Whenever a woman is menstruating, the first thing is that a gate has opened. Now women are gates. But the gates of women are mostly found
0: in the womb.
1: That gate is what opens for a spirit who lives with God in the seven heavens to come to this earth and be born as a human being. If the gate of the womb does not open, there is no birth. No life will manifest on this earth. So, the womb of a woman is a gate. First, you need to understand that. Now, when a woman is menstruating, there is an opening of that gate. That gate, too, was open, was made. Anytime it opens, it is an entry point for spirits. Spirits. So, mostly when women are menstruating, it becomes some way. are highly influenced by spirits and when women are also pregnant they are highly influenced by spirits whether godly spirits or ungodly spirits it is just based on your understanding and how you have channeled your mind that you know there are, certain, there are certain women, any time they are menstruating, they will insult their helpers and they will miss their help. Because when they are menstruating, you know, some of them, when they get angry in that period, it is so strange, they will talk nonsense. You will see a whole lot of things and they will miss good opportunities. Now, right after the menstruation they will come back to normal and they want to behave like good people But and, and you don't know that you are influenced mostly by spirits that women who menstruate they have, they have been able to master some of these things that is why you should not use menstruation as a means to do nonsense things you need to mature and understand some of these things Are you getting it? Someone said, Say what gate? men are. Men are not gates, women are gate. <laughs> women are the gate. men are not gates. Men have different assignments altogether. <laughs> So say men are the keys to the gate. We can say it that way. Are you getting it? Because a gate is an entry or an exit point. Do you know what takes place in the womb of a woman when she's pregnant? Do you know the spiritual atmosphere that is always around? Men do not have the capacity to do to keep. Where are you going to keep it? Where is your womb? Do you know what womb stands for in the spirit? Now I've been explaining this and I told you that God made the womb of a woman like the ark of the covenant's mercy seed. Mercy seed, sorry. If you don't understand that dimension, you will never understand who a woman is. And on the message there's always a sprinkling of blood. Are you getting it? You need to understand that. The two, the children that are on the right and left side standing on the mercy seat they are actually the fallopian two that is on the right and left of the woman's womb now the mercy seat but the word mercy is the word rakam which means womb womb and the word womb Are you getting it? I'm just trying to let you understand. Because what is when a woman conceives and she's giving birth, what is happening is highly spiritual. You might not know. When the high priest enters into the most holy place and he stands in front of the Ark of the Covenant, the moment he drops the blood on the mercy seat, something happens a certain light that looks like the half moon sign will appear between the children above the necessary it is called the shekinah glory of god that shekinah glory that appears when the spirit of any child is about to enter into the mother's womb that is how the spirit looks like the spirit is a spark of light That enters straight into the womb of the woman. And it mostly happened 90 days after pregnancy, which is three months. Let me say it that way. Are you getting it? We all know that we that are about to be born, we are for the glory of God. We are the glory of God. So, for most of the things that God was telling the children of Israel, they were standing for many, many deeper and higher things. But then, lack of understanding has troubled many of us. We just can't pick what God is trying to communicate. Are you getting it? So, we need to understand that. All right questions because I could do so. Someone say, Papa, please. Why is it that mostly these fetish do not like to use a pregnant woman or women in their menstrual? It is based on the kind of spirit they are using. If the spirit hates menstrual blood, you can't use it, it is the spirit, and mostly when. These fetish people use um, most of them. They use drafts. Now, these drafts are also spirits that God need. They are living in their realm, just as we are living here. They are fulfilling their destinies, just as we are also here fulfilling our destinies. But human beings connect with them, which is not what God told us to do. And when they connect with them, Of the dwarfs what destroys their power is urine so if you have watched isakaba before mostly when they enters when they enter into that kind of um that fetish place they will just urinate. and the moment they urinate on these things the spirits that are dwelling in them will leave then once the spirit is out of the thing, it is just a normal thing, you can do whatever you want to do, every spirit, listen to me carefully, every spirit has what we call that you are there, don't forget, every spirit, I mean every spirit, including Satan, Someone said, even the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit does not have a chiwa but he, he has what he eats. You see, when we say a there not necessarily. When we say a there we are talking about what destroys a spirit. What makes that spirit inactive? Let me me see it from this perspective. (laughs) You see, whenever the Holy Ghost will never leave a man. But then, if you attach what a certain spirit, or let me say the antidote, uh that's what I'm trying to let you understand. When you attach the antidote of a spirit to that spirit, it will leave and never come again. But we do what the Holy Ghost doesn't like. It is not an antidote. I don't know if you are getting my point. Let Let me explain it further. So that you can understand. Now the main reason why the Holy Ghost is in you is to help you overcome sin. So your sin cannot overcome the Holy Ghost. I believe mean, you are getting my point. Your sin will not suck him, especially if he, he lives in you as a believer. If the Holy Ghost says you have sinned, so I'm leaving you. But what I thought what, what was his reason for coming inside you. Because if you could be holy on your own, then you will not even need the Holy Ghost. He came, he is the Holy Spirit. He came so that he can help you walk in purity and in holiness. There are certain things you will do that he told you not to do. Now, when you do those things, the power that is supposed to manifest in your life, it will not be made manifest in that dimension. But then you have not sacked him from you because what you did is not an antidote to him. It is what he doesn't like. Are you listening to me? Someone said they, said, they said when we sin, he leaves. Anything could be any the Holy Ghost. Because the pastor that is preaching, some way, somehow, he did something that was wrong. The Holy Ghost called her the other. See, I'm telling you We will create a whole lot of things with our own minds. And we will miss a lot of things. Someone asks if certain meat intake has a negative impact on fishings of prophets. The vision is solely by the Holy Ghost. That is what I want you to understand. Are you getting it? If it is the Holy Ghost, unless maybe he tells you that don't eat this. But if he has not told you, you can even choose snake. Isn't it to me So it, don't give in to some of these things but then there are certain spiritual technicalities and spiritual technologies that we need to understand. Why is it that when people fast most of the times, it is easy for them to see visions, and it is easy for them to pick signals from the Holy Ghost? Why? Now, some of you have fasted for 3 days, 7 days, 40 days. You you were able to pick certain things. But when you were eating plenty, doing this, you could not really pick things. what is what is actually going on it is because the food you are eating is developing into thoughts and those thoughts can hinder the flow of the spirit Not all foods because you see, if you are able to handle the matters of your thoughts very well, forget it is not about the food, it is about your maturity to handle matters in the realm of the thoughts. In fact, I know one prophet before he even takes the microphone to prophesy, he would chop fufu, three balls, <laughs> and when he takes the microphone, you will see even faster of for 40 days when he takes the microphone he will prophesy so it is neither the food not just the fasting but then he has grown into some of these dimensions
0: gift of tongues I see the spirit of the Lord come upon you the Holy Ghost sent from heaven
1: Can you all hear me, please? All right, all right, great. So, um, okay, I think I've missed many questions, but then, um, Being strong in the spirit is different from seeing visions and listening to me. We need to understand that. Are you following? strong in the Spirit has nothing to do with visions. That many people who are strong, they don't see visions. So you need to understand that visions are born out of the Holy Spirit. And it is actually based on the personal work with the Holy Spirit that will tell you what to do and what not to do. Are you getting it? So we need to understand that. All right, any any, any, any other question? Please, if you asked any question and have not um, yet answered, kindly resend um, the question so that I will. please. So men of God used to say they have inherited the spirit of another man of God. Please, is it the same as inheriting the mantle of the man of God? That's what they are trying to say. That's what they are trying to say. Okay, Daniel a Prophet, what does it mean when you have an experience of something that is about to happen? It's like you feel something will happen and the next hour it has happened. You feel you will meet a particular person and the next moment it happens. Please, can you help me with the explanation of this? The Lord is speaking to you. This one is as simple as A, B, C. Mostly it's a clear sign of picking signals from the spirit, and sometimes it can be um, a confirmation of a prophetic gift that is in the person. Okay, Henry said, Papa, a prophet prophesied to a lady of mine that. Can you all hear me, please? Good. Okay, somebody said, Papa, the prophet prophesied to a lady friend of mine that she's going to marry a man of God. Meanwhile, the lady friend is in a relationship with a guy who doesn't have anything to do with the things of God. Papa, she's confused. In her you should get a witness. If you live every part of your life to prophets, you don't know who will shape you. somebody will tell you something you it will destroy your entire life. Because not all people saying I see I see are clearly seen from the spirit. Some of them are even true prophets, but their maturity level can destroy your life because they are not grown. That is why you don't just listen to people, and you need to get a witness aside that the person that has nothing to do with the things of god has not yet died and so long as he's not dead god can call him into ministry Or, you know he might even have a calling that we don't know that when we say you're going to get married to a man of god does not necessarily mean that the person will come with clerical around his neck some of them you marry them when they don't know anything about ministry but then later on they will, they will come into the ministry. So you see, you have to first discover what God has called that your beloved to become. Once you get to know that he will be a man of God, even if he is not yet a man of God, you can go ahead and keep praying till that destiny manifests. Are you getting it? So you need to understand some of these basic things. That they have told you, you marry a man of God that's me, the person will come with clerical and suit. Then you see who keeps fine, He's a man of God. It doesn't work like that all the time. Alright. Uh-huh. Okay, can you all hear me, please? All right. So just as I was saying, when you receive a prophecy that you are going to marry a man of God, the question is who is a man of God? A man of God is not necessarily a pastor. You have to understand that statement very well. And even if you understand that, you have to know how that man of God is going to carry out his assignment. You have to pray, make time. Don't think you are just with the guy who comes and is already minister and say, okay, fine. He's the man of God. You might miss a lot of things, so you need to be very careful and be very prayerful. All right. Another question. Someone said what is the difference between a prophet that sees and the prophetic demon? This one is a third thing that we all can everybody can even tell you the difference. Even the question now in itself now has already answered itself. are all prophets. One dreams about whatever he declares. The other one might be in visions. That's all. But they are all prophets. The way they get their revelation is just a different thing. That's all. So we need to basically get that. I want you to ask deeper questions about the spiritual world, but it looks like... Some of you want to even shift the whole thing to prophecy. Is asking a beautiful question, she said Daddy. Does it mean that a woman in her menopause has her gate? Does it mean that when a woman is in her menopause, means her gate is of no use in the spirit again? Exactly. Once your womb is shut and you are not having menstrual flow, you can become a gate that will allow a new spirit to be born are you getting it but there are so many ways that god can work a miracle on that side so that one is not even an end to anything so as papa please can an astrologer read the stars of people or their destinies. Yeah, that is their work. They do that. They do that. So what do you see now in the body of Christ? Now, that This question is we are talking about spiritual mysteries. If you twist it to more biblical doctrines, it will not be a spiritual mystery. You you will be confused. But there are things that I'll, I'll talk about, things like that. Maybe some of you still don't understand the school we are in now. Are you getting it? You want to know things about the spiritual world. You want to know. Nobody has even asked any question about angels. Nobody has even asked the question about The angelic realm, demonic realm, Ubiye misabi You see? It looks like you don't want to know about those realms. That is fine. (laughs) Me, I want to know. Okay, someone said, please, how possible is it? um... Can you hear me, please? Okay. So the person said, please, how possible is it for a witch or for witches to use the face of a Holy Ghost-filled believer to do evil in the dream of others? What accounts for that? I think I've already um, answered this question before. I told you that witches can come and take somebody's face and use it to appear in another person's um, dream what they do is that the one that is having the dream already knows you and there is a memory of you in the person's mind so they just pick an image of your your memory in the mind of the person and just make it appear to the person People of God, I um, have an emergency to handle, so um, we would have to, the gift of tongues. we would have to um, handle things, so um, we are sorry for cutting the flow, but then God willing next week we are going
0: to, to Get away.
1: Lord bless you. And keep all of you strong in
0: the mighty name of
1: the Lord Jesus. Amen. The young young man is misbehaving, so we need to um, settle matters here. All right. (laughs) The Lord bless you (laughs) and keep all of you strong. Those of you who want to give (laughs) back. The Lord bless you (laughs) and keep all of you strong in Jesus' name. Amen. And oh, God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. We are going to meet, God willing, this night for these two times. we'll so make sure you join us. Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Please, God willing, next week Saturday, we are going to have mega one word from the Lord. Next week, Saturday, mega one word from the Lord. And exactly a week today also we are going to have a crossover of any prayer service. We are crossing over into the month of May So make sure you join us. I'm going to specially pray for those who, um, who applied for the American mm-hmm. Lottery. If you applied for the American Lord we especially for you during the crossover after prayer service. So make sure you join us. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye
2: bye. <laughs> Your name, oh Lord, my God, how excellent is your name in all the end, how excellent is your name, oh Lord, my God, how excellent is your name in all the end, how excellent is your name, oh Lord, my God, how excellent, how excellent, how excellent, how excellent, how excellent, how excellent, oh Lord, my God, how excellent, how excellent, a hey, mm-hmm. How excellent is your name in all the earth how excellent is your name oh lord my god how excellent is your name in all the earth how excellent is your name oh lord my god how excellent is your name in all the earth excellent is your name oh lord my god how excellent makuba oh lord my god how excellent is your name in all the earth how excellent is your name my God, my God, my God, black, who black, black, black,